Robin Sharma once said, change is hardest at the beginning, messiest in the middle, and the best at the end. Welcome to the True Talk Podcast. Talking about changing the narrative in relationships, self-empowerment, development, and healing. Finding peace and contentment in life. Saginaw's very own True Talk Podcast. True Talk Podcast. The podcast you didn't know you needed. In the words of Lauren Hill, it could all be so simple. Now, here's your host, Bree Trudell. Welcome back, everybody, to the True Talk Podcast. Um, I hope so far on this journey that you guys have been able to take some things from any of the episodes so far and apply them to your life in some kind of way or it's resonated with you or it's it's helped you in some kind of way. Um, Again, thank you so much for your support and just for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate it. Love all you guys. Um, But we're going to go ahead and jump right into the topic for today's episode. Um, And that is going to be vulnerability. And I know that uh, so many people cannot stand this word. Um, and a lot of people actually just will openly admit that they struggle with it and they, they want to be, but they just can't. And they find it very hard to. And then they go on blaming other people as to, or the world, as to why they can't be or when they try to be, you know, it shows them why they're not. Um, and for me, I always like to use the correct definition and term for words. And I like to use them correctly and appropriately. And, you know, when you look up the definition of this word, I can see why initially it's would make people standoffish because the true definition is um, a vulnerability or vulnerable is to kind of put yourself in a state um, to be harmed in a physical or emotional way or to be attacked. Um, And so initially, yes, I can understand why you would run away from this word. You wouldn't want to um, even adhere to it. But here's the thing. When I think about that and I think about how people operate when they are not vulnerable, you're always operating with a wall up. You're always operating with your guard up. You're always you have you always have a shield over yourself. You're always in a state of protecting yourself, um, never letting your guard down, never allowing yourself to feel anything. So with feeling No one ever said that all of the feelings were going to be good feelings. Sometimes you are going to get your feelings hurt. Sometimes you are going to be upset. Sometimes, yes, people are going to let you down. They're going to do wrong onto you. It's life. Nobody ever said that that wasn't going to happen. And truth be told, no matter how much you put a wall up or a guard up or live your life not being vulnerable, you're still going to get hurt in some way, shape, or form. So I wanted to start this episode off by saying that. Just that much for you to understand that it doesn't really keep you from being harmed or attacked or, you know, in a physical or emotional manner, whether you think so or not. People love to think that, but I spent a lot of my life not being vulnerable and I still got my feelings hurt plenty of times um, and actually in a very detrimental way. So it doesn't really keep you from any of those things. And I just want people to understand before we really take off with this that being vulnerable is not a bad thing. There is so much strength and vulnerability, the strongest of strengths. <laughs> it takes so much strength. And also, you can't lose with anything in life when you're vulnerable. And we're going to get into uh, a very 
in-depth conversation as to why I am saying that. So I really wanted to talk about this topic more than anything else right now because I realized when I just was having some conversations with people who are very close to me and just having a lot of thoughts to myself that you will truly never ever know or have real relationships in your life and I'm meaning friendships and romantic partners all types of relationships you will never have real ones you'll never have a real friendship you'll never have a solid real romantic relationship with anyone if you don't learn how to become and how to be vulnerable and I say that because if you're not vulnerable with your friends or your partner how will they ever know who you are how will they ever understand who you really are what are your triggers what are your you know your traumas what are you know not some of the non you know perfect things some of the flawed things about you that make you who you are because again none of us are perfect and some of the most beautiful things about people is the imperfections so how can you expect somebody you're in a relationship with or in a friendship with to ever truly know who you are or love you correctly be a friend to you correctly be there for you correctly do anything that actually resonates with who you are if you are always operating in a state of non-vulnerability and in a state of trauma, in my opinion. How will anybody ever get to know who you are, see you for who you really are, if you pretty much have a mask on all the time and you're pretty much that trauma-led person that this world has created you to be and you are never you? How can anybody be in a relationship with you romantically and love you correctly if they don't even know you because you're never showing them? How can somebody be a friend to you and create that space for you to tell them anything and and not care about your appearance when you're around them and just be your raw, uncut, naked self around them if you never actually step into that? You know, how can you ever expect to have a real, true, solid friendship if you've never actually been vulnerable around that person. I mean, I know there's so many people out here who are very comfortable around their friends, but there are also some people who may say that, but you've never actually been vulnerable with your friends. Can you tell them anything? Can they tell you anything? Can Do you feel like you have to always have your stuff together when they come around or you got to look a certain type of way? You can never just be your true authentic self around them. If you feel that way, then you've, you're not being vulnerable with your friends. People in your circle whether it's a romantic relationship or friendship or family, you should be able to be your 100 complete raw naked self, vulnerable self with them at all times. You should never have to worry about thinking that they're going to judge you or, you know, pass judgment on the things that you're saying or going through or look at you funny or you should never have to feel like you have to look a certain type of way when you answer the phone or when you go hang out with them. Like you should be able to be 100% you. Think of how great of a feeling that must be as well. That is an entirely different level of love to me and security and safety. Um, But if you never learn to be vulnerable or try to be, you, you will never have real relationships. And I don't think enough people realize that. Now, obviously, with being vulnerable, like I said, the people in your circle that surround you, whether it's a romantic partner, just friendships, family, they also have to create the space for you to be vulnerable. They have to. 
Um, if you have somebody in your circle who's always passing judgment, who when you try to open up a little bit and, and talk to them, it seems like they just kind of tune you out or drift off into something else or are not very interested. I can totally understand why you don't really you have a hard time trying to be vulnerable, because when you do, there's no space there for it. Um, it's being blocked. So also just on a generalized note for people in general, Make sure that you're creating space for your friends, space for your partner, space for your family to feel that they can be vulnerable with you, that they can open up about the things that trigger them the most or their traumas or that they may be embarrassed of or whatever, that they can do that and they know you won't pass judgment. They know you won't look at them funny. They know you're going to actually listen and pay attention. Um, You have to create that space as well. And there are people out there who are not self-aware enough to where they don't realize that you may be a great person. But there might be a reason why your partner or your friends don't open up to you that much. Do you make them feel like they can? You have to sit with yourself sometimes and ask yourself that. Do you like create the space and leave that space there each time you're interacting with these people in your life to where they feel that they can talk to you about anything? Sometimes it's not just the person who won't be vulnerable. It's also the person who's not letting them feel safe enough to do it. So I wanted to make sure I added that in there that I totally understand that it is a two-way street because I've dealt with people in my life who never made me feel like I could be vulnerable with them, uh, never made me feel safe to where I could open up to them. And most times it was because if I ever began to talk about myself or my life or got a little deep, they showed no interest. They drifted off in the conversation. They weren't paying attention. They didn't listen. They weren't listening. And it just rubbed me the wrong way and it made me go back into my shell. I didn't feel like I could open up and that they would, like, I didn't feel like my emotions and what really meant a lot to me and hurt me was safe with them because I felt no security there that they would even care. So I understand completely when people don't create the space. So I will say that the people in your circle should definitely, all of them should make you feel safe and secure enough to be vulnerable and create that space. But sometimes, you know, give people a small benefit of the doubt um, before, especially if you never try to be vulnerable. You know, if you try to be and it doesn't seem like there's that much space, have at least give them the decency to have a conversation and let them know this, that I want to be with you, but sometimes I don't feel like that space is always there. And watch how they adhere to what you just said. If they don't make the change, they don't create the space after that conversation, then that is all you need to know. And I'm sorry, but that person doesn't need to be that close to you or in your circle. Because anybody who is truly for you and truly cares about you and truly loves you, again, whether it's a romantic partner, just a friendship or family, will make sure as soon as they know that, if they weren't doing it already, they will make sure, oh, let me make sure I do because I really care about you. I want you to be able to talk to me about anything. I want you to come to me about whatever. I don't ever want you to think I would pass judgment. Like, that is, you. it's necessary. For anybody who has that much accessibility to you and direct contact with you, anything else is disrespectful. It is a respect factor that needs to be had in any relationship. Any t- like any type of relationship has to have that. So I had to make sure I put that in there because it is definitely a two-way street and it requires some self-awareness and some self-checking if you are somebody who you get mad when people around you aren't vulnerable with you or you want to know more. Okay, sit down sometimes and ask yourself, make sure it's not you first. You know, make sure it's not you that's not creating the space because sometimes it is us. And quickly, um, people might be like, okay, Brie, well, what does that look like though? Like, how do I create the space? 
it's literally just a conversation communication um maybe randomly one day just saying like hey you know I I don't know if maybe you feel like you can't but I just want you to know you can talk to me about anything you can tell me whatever I will never look at you differently I'll never judge you like I I'm here for you you know I I just wanted you to know that if you didn't know that sometimes it's just literally that's those couple sentences there that's it it's just letting them know it's their job to come to that but it's just letting them know sometimes um and also just like I said self-checking like do you sometimes get judgy when people say something to you or look at them like girl like sideways like do you always do that when they say things also understand that they note those things in their heads and maybe that's why they don't tell you as much or come to you because they know that you're judging them so it's just being more self-aware of the things you do how you react to things the things you say um, but also being aware of just maybe having just that small little two-sentence conversation of letting somebody know you they can come to you for whatever and actually putting the actions to that word you know that's that's literally it and also you know when your friends or partner or family are talking to you that you're listening that you are not over there scrolling through your phone or not being present that you are listening you are paying attention they have your complete and undivided attention and that you're really trying to understand you know sometimes just being present and listening means the most to people it's when they're trying to open up and you're just so distracted and you're not listening you know it 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 just it makes people feel crappy so that's another side of it is when somebody decides to open up to you or talk to you even if this stuff doesn't seem all that big of a deal to you it might be to them so to just listen be there and listen and the reason why i'm harping so much on just that you'll never know real relationships and why the creating the space is important and having that conversation and why making those steps to being vulnerable and opening up and and talking to people and letting them know who you really are why this is so important is because if you have traumas and you have triggers and you are consistently working on those things and you get in a relationship with somebody or you become friends with somebody doesn't matter but right now we'll talk about relationships for a second when you get in a relationship with somebody if you don't express to them and become vulnerable enough, I should say, to express to them what you've been through and your traumas and what's made you not be able to be vulnerable and why you may struggle with that and, and what's created you to be the person that you are and the things that you are trying to work through um, and trigger points. If you do not tell them that, how can they help you get through it? and support you through it and be there for you how can they do that if you don't ever say anything nobody is a mind reader and especially things from our childhood where they would never even be able to know how can somebody know those things if you don't tell them mind you i know how much vulnerability comes with doing that but still if they've made you understand that you can talk to them about anything you have to work on making the steps to doing that and opening up because if you're going to be in a relationship that person has to know what you've been through to a to, to a degree to know why you are the way you are they need to know if you still have triggers they need to understand okay well why'd you get like that when that happened like what was up with that like they need to know these things to be able to correctly love you and support you and be with you through it all 
because they're going to help you heal somewhat too. Because the kicker to all of this is, and I, and I love when people say this, but I'm, I'm healing right now. I'm working on myself. I can't be in a relationship. That's 100% accurate because I will tell you that there is a large part of healing that you cannot do with somebody else. You have to do it with yourself. Trust me, I know. That is 100% accurate. But what I will tell you is when you tell people, I will be in a relationship when I feel like I'm done healing. Do you know how inaccurate and how false of a statement that is? We are never done healing. You will be healing until the day you die. We are consistently growing and changing and healing every single day. You will, there is no ending point to healing. So understand that there is a very large part of your healing that you do need to do on your own. Of course, there are some parts of you that need to heal that somebody else cannot help you with. It is between you and God, or again, fit the pieces in there if you don't believe in God, where you need to. But it's, it's between that. It is not something you can do with somebody else. I totally support that, and I agree with that as 100% true. But there is no ending point to healing. And nobody that is meant for you anyway that wants to be in a relationship with you should ever assume neither should you that you need to be a hundred percent healed before you get in a relationship with them because like i just said you're never done healing anyway that's never a thing so stop thinking that there's just this magical ending point to your healing there isn't you'll never know what that is but you will kind of have the sense of self to know when you get in a better headspace of things but then at that point you need to understand like you can continue on your healing journey even with a partner the correct partner will be able to support you and love you through that healing still they won't halt it or pause it or get in the way of it if they're right for you because they should create the space and you should feel enough to where you can be vulnerable where you can explain what you've been through and how much healing you've already done and what you're still working on and they will support you and help guide you through that as well it will be an actual thing if they're meant for you if they're the right person who's creating the space but also when you start to understand that vulnerability has to take place first and foremost before you can even have a healthy solid relationship like that you have to be vulnerable enough to explain this to your partner. You have to. And if they don't create the space and you, again, like I said earlier, have that conversation and they still don't make the changes, they're not for you. The right partner will want to know what makes you you and will be open to hearing all of it and will work proactively with you to help you through your healing and help you through those triggers and talk you through them and support you but you have to first take those steps to being vulnerable to even explain it because how else would they know and again this also ties into friendships if you don't learn to open up to your friends and tell them the things that you know trigger you and what you've been through so they can get to really know you and 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 be a better friend to you like me and my best friends are all some of the most strong-minded, stubborn women ever. And none of us started off being vulnerable with one another. None of us. But the day we all started to, it, it started with one of us. And then it trickled into the rest of realizing, wow, you know, I really can tell them anything. I really can just be me with them. And how great that felt to know that. And then it it's like a, a, it's contagious and it, they, everybody else kind of starts to feel it and catch it. And then we're all just being vulnerable and it's a beautiful thing. But 
my friends didn't really know who I was until I kind of brought them into my life and who I really am. And they seen me in some of my most vulnerable states ever. They seen the flaws, the imperfections. They seen, you know, the, the, the lows and also the very highs. They, they went through every emotion possible with me. But I never once felt like I couldn't do it with them either. Once I finally got out of my own way and realized I could be vulnerable with them and they accepted all of it. And we have the most beautiful friendship group I've ever known. And it is one of the most secure, safe feelings because we realize that we can't properly be the best people we can to each other and the best friends that we can to each other without vulnerability and without knowing who we really are, what's really made us this way. It doesn't work like that if you don't learn how to be. And I know through all of this, you know, there's probably a lot of you sitting back like, well, what does that look like? Well, what does being vulnerable look like? Being vulnerable, it looks like being your natural stated self, your naked, raw, uncut self. The person you were before all the trauma and all the things this world probably has done to you to make you feel like you can't ever be vulnerable. Because let's just be honest here. When we come into the world, we are literally in our most vulnerable state. We come out of a womb and we are a baby, a naked baby coming out of a womb. We are at our very most vulnerable state that we're probably ever going to be in at birth. And when we're children, we are always vulnerable. When we're infants, toddlers, we're vulnerable. We're pure. We're vulnerable. Life and trauma, sometimes for a lot of people, but, you know, life in general is what creates that sense of needing to protect ourselves and put that shield over ourselves and not ever want to be vulnerable again. Trauma in life. So, like I've said in previous episodes, this world basically creates a different version of you than what you originally came into it being. It makes you a very different person than your naturally stated vulnerable person or self. And so being vulnerable is getting back to the person who doesn't feel like they have to alter themselves for anyone or anything and can just be them raw and uncut at all times. That doesn't feel like they have to alter their wording or filter themselves. They don't have to be a dummied down, watered down version of themselves for anyone or for anything. They are just them. And whoever embraces it and likes it and loves it, great. Whoever doesn't, they're not for you. Do you know how many people out there probably have to be a certain kind of way all the time around their family and friends and partners because they've never ever let their guards down or became vulnerable enough to show them who they really are? So they live each day being this person the world created them to be? And that trauma made them to be? Isn't that tiring and sad? You, you, you can't possibly ever feel comfortable with yourself or at ease because you don't even know yourself in that capacity. You're being the person trauma made you and the world made you, not who you really are. There's a reason why when you are being vulnerable, vulnerable with people, yes, it's uncomfortable at first because it's a change. In order to grow and change, you have to be uncomfortable. That's just a given. But there's a reason why outside of being uncomfortable for a second and changing that there's so much security in it and why you feel like a load has been lifted off your shoulders and you just feel so happy is because you're being 
you without putting any extra thought into it, without having to alter anything, without having to worry about anything. You're just living and being who you really are. That's why I kept, you know, harping on the fact that it's such a safe and secure feeling. It's one of the highest forms of love to me is when I can be the most vulnerable with the people that are around me. It's an undescribable feeling. And vulnerability also looks like allowing yourself to feel things. Truth be told, because most times people learn to stop being vulnerable or don't want to be because they've been harmed or hurt or the people from your childhood who were supposed to protect you from things and were supposed to be there for you and were supposed to keep you safe didn't. They didn't do that or they may have harmed you or whatever a lot of us become non-vulnerable because of our childhoods and our traumas and what this world has done to us as well and so you learn that I don't want to feel that again I don't whether it's from a relationship as well I don't want to feel that so I'm not going to let people really get to know who I am or really get to know me or I'm not going to let them in too much which is called being vulnerable um, because I don't ever want to feel any of that stuff again and so you go your whole life not really allowing anybody to get in in any kind of way or to get to know you really or you always put this facade on because you don't want anybody to know you enough to hurt you or make you feel the way you did initially from your past. That's what's caused you to have to be this trauma-led person and not be vulnerable. You don't ever want to feel it again. So you you aren't vulnerable anymore. So vulnerability also looks like allowing yourself to feel whether it's a great feeling or a sad one to still feel truthfully how can you truly go through life and absorb everything that life has for you and that comes your way whether like I said whether it's good or bad how can you ever really say you fully lived and you fully enjoyed life and lived it to the fullest if you didn't even allow yourself to feel 80%, 75% of the things that you were supposed to because you had a wall up or a shield around you. Think of yourself like if you were a sponge and you got put in water and somebody squeezes you and lets it go. What does a sponge do? It absorbs everything around it, good or bad, whether it was clean water or dirty water. It's still going to absorb it, right? Now, what if somebody put a container around that sponge? Then they put it in the water. You're not absorbing anything. Everything's just hitting the shield, the container, and bouncing right off. You're not absorbing anything. You're just there. Think about a sponge with a container over it, just bouncing up and down in water, just floating, doing nothing. They're just there. How boring and how lifeless is that? You're never letting anything touch you you're not feeling anything you don't realize sometimes that we create this shield over us to not be vulnerable to keep us from getting hurt but do you not realize that when you're not vulnerable you also keep yourself from feeling the good things too which is why i use that as an example is it's it ain't just to block out the hurt you're blocking out everything you're not allowing yourself to feel anything even if it's good and that's the problem with a lot of people. We try so hard to not get hurt 
And like I said in the beginning of this episode, we still do. You're not keeping yourself from anything. You're actually hurting yourself. You're actually doing a disservice to yourself when you are not being vulnerable. You're going against your natural state. You're not allowing yourself to really live life. You're not allowing yourself to feel the good things either. And it's funny, it's just a catch-22 because you seriously think that you're doing it to protect you and it's helping you. It's actually harming you and doing a disservice to you. It is hurting you to not be vulnerable with people. And remember how in the beginning of this episode I said that you literally can't lose um, when you're vulnerable. And the reason why I say that is just it was this thought I had and it also came up in a conversation with some people this weekend that I'm very close to and it was such a profound thing. And I never thought about it this way, but when you are vulnerable with somebody, let's say we're talking about romantic partnerships right now, right? Uh, and vulnerability also looks like allowing people to help you and do things for you or be dependent on others and not just yourself and um, let go of some of that control because that's going to make people cringe as well. And seems to be a very big issue that people have a huge problem with is, oh, I can't let go of control. Like, I need to be in control of things. Again, I've said this before. You'd be surprised how many things you don't have control over. So there's no need to even extend that energy and do and try to have it. But it, it's your choice. But we actually do have the control over being vulnerable and not. And so vulnerability looks like letting go of that control. and not feeling like you have to do everything and being able to depend on other people and let them show up for you and um, and help you and asking for help. And God knows everybody has a problem with that, even though secretly we all want it. We all want to be able to depend on people. We all would love help. Nobody wants to do everything on their own their whole lives. You're not going to sit there and sell me that false statement. No, you don't. Not Nobody wants to have to do everything for themselves their whole lives and never be able to depend on anybody or have dependable people around them or be able to ask for help. That's BS. And I'm one of the most independent people ever and have had to learn like that's not true. We all do want to have somebody we can depend on. We all do want to be able to have somebody look out for us and, and be able to ask for help if we really need it and somebody show up. We all do deep down. Our egos and our pride just won't let us admit it. And our our uh, state of non-vulnerability we've been living in it for so long that the thought of asking somebody for help is just like what like i'm not doing that makes me look weak what no so in this the reason why you can't lose when you're vulnerable is because when you get to this point and you are dating somebody and they want to do something for you and you allow them to you actually are vulnerable enough to let them do things for you and you allow yourself to depend on them and uh, create that space for them to to do those things what you're doing and it's not just for somebody doing things for you also being vulnerable is trusting people uh with who you really are and your emotions and your feelings and 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 the things that trigger you and that are traumatic so you're trusting them with all these things you know so when you move in this state and you're putting all that in this relationship whether it's friendship or romantic it allows you to be able to see if that person is really meant for you so much quicker than you would see it 
if you were being that person created from trauma and having that wall up. You would never be in the mindset or the space to even see it or not if somebody was really meant for you or not. You wouldn't have the discernment to be able to judge if that person really can be dependable or really is for you or really does love you because you're never being vulnerable and putting that in their hands to care for, to see it. When you're not vulnerable with somebody, what are you truly trying to see from them? Like, in all honesty, what are you truly trying to, to see if they're worthy of? Being vulnerable is the most highest thing that you should want to see if somebody is worthy of of being able to hold everything in their hands and care for it, of who you truly are. That is the highest form of worthiness of somebody being in your life, friendship-wise, family-wise, or romantically. So when you're vulnerable with somebody, off-rip, just even in dating, you can see or not whether they are really meant for you, and you can have that discernment so much quicker and more accurately than you would if you had a wall up. Again, when you are in a non-vulnerable state, you're not absorbing anything, you don't feel anything, so you won't see it either. You won't see if somebody, they've been able to coast by for the last three years that you've been with them. You wasted three years because now you're starting to tiptoe into vulnerability or you had your moments where you tried to depend on them and they didn't show up. And now you're like, well, after all these years, yeah, after all these years of you never putting that in their hands sooner you would have been able to tell sooner if they were gonna be dependent or not dependable or not if you would have just been vulnerable from the jump you i'm hoping that this you it makes sense to you that you will be able to tell if you can depend on somebody so much quicker and so much faster and easier when you are vulnerable with them from the jump You are introducing them to who you really are off rip. You are putting a lot of things in their hands to see, can I depend on you? Can I trust you so much earlier? You really want to wait three years to find out you can't depend on somebody? How crazy. What a waste of time, you know? So you can't lose when you're vulnerable because if you find out after the first couple of months that he or she isn't, that's their loss. Because you know you were completely 100% you. You were raw, uncut you. There's nothing to sit there and overthink. You, it's their loss and you saved so much time. And it's not just the time you're saving of knowing whether or not they're dependable. It's also to know whether they care. If you are never vulnerable with somebody and you're never really requiring them to hold on to and care for the most important pieces of you and your life and your and what makes you you because that's what vulnerability is is letting somebody into that and hold that share that with you if you're never that and you never put that in their hands to see if they'll care for it you'll never know that they really care about you and i pray that that doesn't go over anybody's head you will never know if that person truly cares about you until you do that. That right there, like I said, it's like the highest form. It is. When you are at your vulnerablest moments and completely vulnerable with somebody and they care and tend to it with everything in them, that should show you everything you need to know. And why don't we want to know that sooner? Why don't we want to know that sooner? 
And that's probably the most important thing you should want to see out of somebody. Is are you dependable, consistent, trustworthy? Can I trust you with the deepest, darkest, traumatic, triggered things that I've been through? Can I trust you with that information? That you're going to hold it near and dear to your heart and care and help me through my, my healing and my growing as I go on with you? And are you going to tend to it? Same with friends. You'll be able to see if that's a real friend or not when you're vulnerable with them off rip. It's easy to be a friend to somebody if you're not the greatest friend. It's easy for somebody to be a friend to you and they don't, there's, no, there's nothing there. It's just surface level with you. How, that's not hard to be a friend. All you got to do is go out together sometimes and just be around. Like It doesn't require you to put in the real work to be a friend, to get that title. Same with romantic relationships. doesn't require much work when you're just surface level. What really do they have to care about? And they never have to be dependable because you never depend on them. You never give them the space to show you that. You're always doing it yourself, that control. So what does somebody have to really do? How are they proving to you that their relationship in a romantic way or a friendship way worthy when you aren't being vulnerable? They're not. That's the crazy part about all of this. They're not. And so that's just the one part of why you can't lose when you're vulnerable is being able to really see who's supposed to be in your life and who deserves to be. Um, But the other part of it where you can't lose is a very generalized when it comes to people, relationships, or the world and just in your own life is when you're vulnerable, you are being your 100% raw, uncut self, right? Your naked, true self. There's no mask. There's no facade. There's no filter over you. There's no shield. There's no wall up. There's no guard up. It's just you. Think of how peaceful that's got to feel to wake up every day and and be 100% you, to interact with everybody in your life and be 100% you and never feel like you have to act a certain way, be a certain way, dress a certain way, do any of these things. You never have to filter yourself or alter yourself. You're just you. God put you on this earth to be who he created you to be, to be your vulnerable self the way you came into this world. That's your natural state. That's who you're meant to be. He put you here to be that person, not what trauma made you, not what this world made you, not what the people who didn't show up for you when you were little made you. And I'm so sorry that they didn't. I'm so sorry that the people you depended on the most when you were a child didn't show up for you and weren't dependable like they should have been. I'm so sorry that because of that, it led you to be in relationships with people who also didn't show up for you because you don't know anything else. Of course, through all that trauma, it's going to lead you to just keep fueling it because it's what's comfortable to you and it's what you know. And that's a very crazy thing to say, but it is exactly how people operate is after traumas made you who you are, all you do is latch on to all the people that remind you of it. Oh, he's not dependable like that. Not, not very consistent. Let me date him. Let me date her. It's crazy to think that, but that's how we operate. And so the way you can't lose with this part is when you are your natural state itself and you never have to alter who you are, that is true peace. And you can truly resonate with yourself. And the people who are truly meant to be around you, you will be in the mental space and spiritual space and emotional and physical space to know who that needs to be. You will have the utmost discernment to be able to tell exactly who that should be because it's completely you that they're getting from the beginning. 
and you are requiring them to show you if you can depend on them and trust them with everything you have. That is how you can't lose being vulnerable. When you're not, you are allowing anybody and everyone to just come into your life and be around you and have some type of accessibility. Whether you're allowing yourself to feel everything or not, it doesn't matter. You're still letting them around you and be in your life and be a part of it and just suck it all out of you. Your whole life, you're, you're never, you're just allowing all of it. You're allowing whoever. And we're too precious. You need to look at yourself as too precious to allow that. To allow just anybody in your life and around you. Absolutely not. So vulnerability helps you actually protect yourself. <laughs> this is the craziest part about it all. Vulnerability also allows you and it helps you protect yourself from, excuse my language, but from the shitty people in the world. From the ones who are trying to use you. The ones who are trying to take everything from you and drain you and do harm to you and not be dependable or consistent and, not, and the ones who don't really care about you. It's meant to protect you from those people. Because like I said, it helps you realize who's really there for you and who really cares about you and who doesn't off the rip. But we seriously think that vulnerability is a bad thing. See how we've all been brainwashed? It's just, it's ridiculous. So yeah, that is just crazy. So let's stop being trauma-led. Let's stop being that person we created after we got hurt. That person the world created us to be. Because people didn't show up for us. They hurt our feelings. Let's start getting back to who God created us to be. And again, insert what you need to in that sentence, of course. But let's start getting back to that person, that vulnerable, stated person. That raw, unwatered down, unfiltered, unaltered version of ourselves. The version we resonate with the most. Where we feel at our most peaceful state. That we're the happiest with. Let's start being that person. Let's start walking into vulnerability because it's actually there to help you be your best self and also help protect you from the bad people or the people who are really not meant for you in this world. It's actually meant to keep you from having to even engage with trauma, even be introduced to it or go through it. That's what it's meant to do is protect you and allow you to grow into your most beautiful self. Can we honestly say that trauma made any of us anything good? That it helped us grow into anything good? No, it did not. It, it did not. So let's work on that. And I will say that I totally understand how not easy this is. I am still to this day in this very moment working on becoming more vulnerable. I can honestly tell you guys that. So you are not alone. It is not easy, but you have to just do it. And a large part of even embarking on vulnerability is if you are somebody who has learned not to be vulnerable over your time because of your traumas, then we got some healing to do. And so far, you know, these episodes have been about different parts of healing and different parts of things you need to learn to let go of to reach peace and, and contentment and whatnot. But this is a huge part of it. We are not vulnerable more times than not because of trauma. Trauma made you that way. Whatever may have happened to you when you were younger, it made you this way. Whatever life, whatever happened in your life made you this way. The world made you this way, right? So we got some healing to do. And like I touched on earlier, 
there is a very large part of healing that we have to do on our own before we can even be with someone. And I will totally always back that because it is so true. But what's crazy is healing requires vulnerability. They go hand in hand. You cannot do one without the other. You cannot even begin to try to say, well, I'm working on healing and you aren't allowing yourself to be vulnerable. You will never heal if you don't learn to sit with yourself and have accountability with yourself and and have a serious heart to heart, hard felt conversation with yourself. And it's the most honest, truthful conversation you'll ever have have with yourself. And you'll probably cry. You might want to punch something. You'll get upset because it's hard. To sit there and tell yourself all of these things and realize it and actually ingest it and understand that it is true. This is who I am, but I don't want to be. This is what happened to me and this is why I'm this way, but I want to be better. It's hard and it hurts, but it's so rewarding when you do this. You will learn what I've been saying this whole episode is that vulnerability has so much rewarding to it. And it feels so good. And you can't lose when you're vulnerable. You lose when you're not. And that is the God honest truth. You have to learn to surrender and let go of that control and be vulnerable to even begin to heal. And then once you've done a lot of your healing and you finally get with somebody, you have to take that same vulnerability into that relationship and into that friendship and explain to them where you're at what you've been working on, what you've went through, you know, what are triggers, what you're still trying to heal from, and they will be right there with you if they're meant for you. But you got to be vulnerable enough to tell them. It all goes together. All of these things that I've been saying go together. But you got to do healing first, and healing requires vulnerability. If your, if your non-vulnerable state came from trauma, you got to do the healing first. And the kicker in all of this is healing requires vulnerability. So there is no way to get around it if that's where your non-vulnerable state came from, and I'm pretty sure it did. And to wrap this episode up and this topic, even though I will say next episode will be like a part two to this because it's getting even more in-depth with another side of non-vulnerability and what it's turned a lot of us into as well, but stay tuned for that. But to wrap this up, I will say this because I'm right there with you guys. It is not your fault why you had to create a different version of yourself or why I should say a different version of yourself was created from your trauma. Because if your trauma came from your childhood, it wasn't your fault more times than not. And I am so sorry to all of us, to all of our younger selves and to you that you've had to create this super shielded person from it to not ever feel that hurt that you did when you were younger again it's not your fault and it sucks but it is your responsibility to change it and to change the narrative and to actually start making decisions and changes in your life that will make your life better and you better don't let trauma Don't let what those people didn't do or did do to you make you have a crappy life and take things from you. Don't let it take who you really are from you. Don't let it take that kindness and and that that bubbly energy and that focus and motivation and and hardworking person you used to be or just that 
pure, kind-hearted person you used to be or that vulnerable person you used to be. Don't let it take that from you. Take it back. No, it wasn't your fault. But are you going to spend your whole life dwelling in that? That, well, they made me this way? No, don't be a victim to your own life. You have a choice. Every day we have a choice. Like I told you, you have the control of the choice of being vulnerable or not. Who cares how everybody else handles that? That's their loss if they mishandle your vulnerability. The right people, God will place the right people in your life when you step into vulnerability. And he'll give you the discernment to be able to know who those right people are. But you have to first put yourself in the space, create the space to allow him to do that, which is through healing and stepping into vulnerability. So I understand completely it's not your fault. And I'm sorry that you are even having to heal from all of this that you didn't create, but it is your responsibility to do so so you can have a better life. You can have better relationships, healthy partners, healthy friendships. And also when you have children that you aren't bleeding onto them and now giving them trauma that they have to then work through and do the same thing. Stop it now. Stop it here. Change the narrative now. You changing the narrative and you getting ahead of this and making these these positive changes in your own life that are then going to trickle into your children's if you decide to have kids or that might trickle into your friends. Energy transfers. So what you're doing in your life, it's contagious, whether it's negative or positive. So be that starting domino in everybody's life who is a part of yours. And then it will trickle into their people and then their people. You see how us changing the narrative is so important and why it needs to be done. It's not just for you. It's for the children it's for not just if you decide to have kids but for nieces and nephews you may have or cousins or friends who may have kids again be that starting domino you have no idea who all it can affect so it is so important to change it and also just know that I don't care how long people have made you feel like this or the world has vulnerability is not weak vulnerability is not being a sap vulnerability is not just crying every day and being just this super sad overly emotional cries about everything person no vulnerability is strength it probably takes the strongest person to be in this world it is nothing but strength and it is being emotionally intelligent being self-aware protecting yourself in a healthy way from the people who don't need to be around you anyway It makes you so much stronger and puts you above so many other people who like to think that it's just showing weakness. But really, the weakness is allowing all these weak people to be around you all the time and drain you of everything. And and you think you're coming out on top. No, you're not. Vulnerability is a true strength and it's a beautiful thing. And it's the true natural state we're supposed to be in anyway. Understand that until you know how to be vulnerable and you learn how to be, you will never know how to love somebody correctly or properly appropriately whatever word you want to use you'll never be able to whether it's a friendship family relationship your children you'll never know how to love correctly properly or in a healthy manner and you will never also in turn be able to be loved properly and correctly because nobody will ever get to know who you really are and you'll always have a wall up and have a shield over you when you're showing these other people who you really are So, how can you ever expect to be a proper girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, mother, father, friend, 
family member. It doesn't matter. How can you ever expect to be a great one when you aren't even who you really are supposed to be? You're not even yourself. You don't even know yourself. You can't. So I hope that I know this was a a longer episode and it's because I don't shorten anything, especially when things need to be discussed. And like I said, this is just part one. Part two is going to be a deeper, in-depth look at what this looks like in most people. And we have made it seem like it has nothing to do with this, and it actually has everything to do with it. So make sure you stay tuned for episode seven, which is technically part two of this. Different topic, but it stems off with this. So just stay tuned. I hope that you guys could take something from this. Please start taking baby steps even to just walking into this. Sit with yourself after you listen to this and start analyzing what little things you do that keep you from being vulnerable. What things do you purposely do to not be vulnerable and start changing them mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Just know how much strength is in it. Don't be scared to do it. And like I said, it is their faults, the pe- those people's faults if they mishandle this. Don't be scared of them mishandling it. You just be in control of working through this because you know it's going to make you a stronger better person it's going to make your life better that's all you should care about can't control everybody else so i love you guys thank you so much for tuning in and i will see you again in a couple weeks you've been listening to true talk podcast with brie trudell thanks for listening to the show we hope you had fun we know we did if you did make sure to like rate and review the show and we'll be back soon But in the meantime, you can hook up with us on Instagram. Remember, true has three U's at underscore true talk podcast on Apple podcast and Spotify at true talk podcast and on Facebook at true talk till next time. Maya Angelou once said, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude.